to episode 23 of the Trail Runners Experience. I'm your host, Coach Daniel Frigia. On today's episode, I get to talk to Steve Burdett and talk about the amazing things that are occurring in Adelaide running. Steve is on the uh, Steve is a community member actually of the Trail Running SA uh, board, and he is responsible for helping organise some of the most amazing trail runs in South Australia. He's an avid trail runner himself and ultra runner, and so today he'll take us through his running career a bit, and we'll um, learn about an event that he has been um, sort of championing recently. And I think that it's very interesting. It's something he's put, they call the the 550 Ultra Series. I think, um, yeah, it's a new concept and it's incorporating a few different groups. So uh, have a listen and maybe you'll be brave enough to take on 550K races inside, I think, four or five months. I don't know if I would. Okay. So, yeah, let's get going. Welcome to episode 23 of the Trail Runners Experience. I'm sitting here with the one and only Steve Burdett, trail running legend in South Australia. Well known for his involvement with Trail Running SA and lots and lots of ultras. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Dan. I'm not sure if I'm legend. That might be going a bit too far, but... Look, we're all legends, mate. We're all legends. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, Steve, you, you um, as I said just before, you're um, a... Involved in Trail Running SA, and you've been doing a lot of running this year. Yep. And um, yeah, before we jump into it, so just want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, as far as running? Yeah. Um, I did a few city to bays many years ago, probably from about 15 years ago. Um, I'd train a little bit for it, and every year I sort of thought I should do more of this and never did. And then I think it was 2012, my neighbor's brother-in-law was running City to Bay and he was doing this marathon thing. Uh, and I hadn't really thought about it much before, but decided that on that day that I was going to run a marathon. Um, so I uh, signed up to the Marathon Mentors Program at Sark and then uh, trained with them and sort of got into trail with my, with my friend Adam, who was a very good runner as well, still is. And then, uh, yeah, ran the marathon in 2013 in Brossa. Uh, and then uh, I was injured for a fair while just continued to run when I could, uh, limited to about 40-50k a week. Uh, but yeah, really sort of got interested in trails more than the road stuff. Right. Um, did you have, before you got into that sort of kind of running, like at, when you are at school and things, did you have a sporting background at all? Like what yeah, did you... I did cross-country running once. Uh, I was from the country. Um, went to Adelaide with the, with the team. I didn't do very well. I came in the bottom half. I think that was a 3k run. So I, I did a bit of running, but I wasn't that good at it. Played a lot of tennis. I was okay at tennis, uh, but yeah, never yeah. really that great at that either. Right. Um, it's funny, yeah, I'm a bit the same. I mean, I, I did cross-country as well. The, clearly, the event was not long enough for you. You needed more time to wear them down. Well, yeah. possibly, but I mean, I had a stitch that whole race. I just wasn't fit enough. I didn't really uh, understand the whole, you've you got to train for these things. Yeah. Perhaps if I had to run a bit, I might have been better at it. But yeah, cross country. I always I look at trail running is just like cross country on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. And so you did. So Barossa was your first um, marathon. Yep. And a nice flat run up in the, the through among the vineyards, more or less. And um, would you say it was a good marathon for you as a first, or was it like most first marathons? 
Uh, I think I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't run another marathon for a long time, about another four years before I ran another marathon. So, but that was mainly just because of injury. Um, just stuck to shorter things. I found I couldn't put the training in to get up to marathon distance again. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think marathon and road running like that, it does, it takes a fair toll on the body. I find um, maybe it's just the pounding on the road or and you're running at a faster cadence usually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think once I got onto trails and realised... More fun. Just, yeah, more fun and just that it doesn't put as much stress on just one or two parts of your body. It tends to spread the load out a bit more. Um, you know, ankles and it was mainly an ITB issue that I had, but... But yeah, I really got more into the, the enjoyment side of it rather than just trying to push that time down. Yeah, right. And so after you did um after you did Barossa and like you know after you what was your first ultra? You went into the ultra moved into the ultra world. Yeah, so that was twenty fifteen Yarabilla. Yep. Um, and again, I was still injured with the same problem from ITB. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. hanging around. Uh, I only decided to do it sort of last minute. Uh, and only put in about probably three or four weeks of proper training. Um, but yeah, got through okay. I, I was pretty happy with the time. Yep, it's um, yeah, it's funny. Like we all, you sort of think, um, yeah, even though three or four weeks would probably be maybe just enough if you're already pretty fit. But you wouldn't do that now. Would no, you? I mean I was, I was still running regularly, yeah. but hadn't put in any really long runs. I think the longest run I did was thirty k's, and that was about three or three or four weeks before the race. Yeah, right. Um, so I think two thousand fifteen Eurobilla was probably the last year that it ran as the as the original course. Yeah. And so then two thousand sixteen they had to change it because of the, because of rain. Yeah. If I and then it never went back after that. They changed no. it again. Because um, parking issues and all that, yeah. So um, it's kind of sad because I mean the course record that exists on Eurobilla will can, cannot really ever be broken now because it's a different course. Well, I think that was the year that I ran it. Dave Byrne did yeah. it in some ungodly fast time. Yeah, I think it was about four forty-five. I think it was like under four and a half. From oh, okay, was it? Yeah, because I know there was um, a guy named Stu Gibson the previous year who did it in four thirty. Yeah. And I think he went under, wow. under that, and um, and then and not long after that, there were a bunch of local guys like Deej Jamison, Deej Jamison Andy Hoff, mm -hmm. and Dave um, Turnbull, and a few other really fast guys. And they all got together, and they did a relay to try and beat Dave Burns' record. Yep. And they all ran about between five and ten kilometers each, and they only beat it by like two minutes. Yeah. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, he was a step of up. He ran past me. I think I was at Morialta. Uh, I'd started at 7am, he'd started at 8.30, and I just wasn't expecting to see one of those guys that early. Yeah. Uh, I thought I might actually, you know, I might get to the finish before the winner came through, being an hour and a half in front. But yeah, no, he was, he was way, way faster than that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, of course, like Eurobilla, for many years, or for a number of years, was like the main, if not the only, race in South Australia of its kind, you know? Mm, yep. And and like like a lot of people, it was my first ultra as well. And then, I don't know, it's probably a few years ago now, there was a bit of an explosion in the ultra slash trail running scene. Absolutely. And it's um, thanks in part to something you're very heavily involved in, 
which is Trail Running SA. Yep. And so, um, can you uh, tell us a little bit about Trail Running SA? Uh, well, Trail Running SA started as a as a small running group uh, as part of Sark. Um, uh, Doug and David were sort of the main people running that, I think. And then they we all that before my time they split off to become Trail Running SA. Um, and just give the the trail running side of it a, a chance to grow and become its own thing in it, and it must probably just coincidentally trail running everywhere sort of you know got huge at that time, so it got pretty big pretty quick. Yeah, globally um, it's definitely grown, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think the first new race that trail running put so put on was uh, Cleveland and Belair. Um, so that was end of uh, May two thousand fifteen. Uh, with about 350 runners in it, and it's um, and the races have sort of grown right from there. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I did. Um, you said Bel Air was the first. Um, or? one of the first. I mean, yeah. Cleveland Trail Champs was was around for a while. That's right. Yeah. Race Trail Running FA took on that uh, as their own. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was the original Trail Running FA race. Yeah. No, it was it's a good course, and that they've recently changed the um the date of that one now, so it's a in November, isn't it? As opposed to before, it used to be in like April or something. Yeah, there's yeah. been a few things switch around for various reasons, um, mainly weather related. We had some really rough weather at some races last year, and things got moved around a bit to try to yeah. lessen that a bit. But I mean, weather as hard as it is, weather is definitely a factor that you just have to adapt to. You can't really stop the weather. I know you've done some where it's been almost sub-arctic kind of conditions or... <laughs> oh, but they're the best races as well. Yeah, they can be, maybe less so for the volunteers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five Peaks this year was pretty hard on the volunteers. Yeah, windy. Uh, very windy, rainy, um, yeah. sideways sideways rain. Uh, standing up on top of um, Mountain Summit or Lofty wouldn't have been that much fun for those yeah. volunteers, but they stuck it couple out. A couple of degrees colder as well. Yeah, there's people that sort of there for four or five hours mm. and just... Um, just dealt with it, with it, and kept yeah. cheering people on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so trail running, I say, it's got the. Um, I'm, I'm sort of saying this because there are people that listen to this podcast who don't know much about trail running, I say. So I kind of wanted to break down some of the races that you guys have got, and to yep. show people have a fair idea. And so perhaps if people are coming from interstate, they might go, "Yeah, I might give that a shot next next year or something." So you've got a, a, a winter series race. Yeah. So the trail running, I say, series. Um, five races this year. We had uh, Mount Misery first, followed by, I'll try to get this right, I think uh, Kaipo, no, sorry, Sturt Gorge, and then Kaipo, uh, the Mount Crawford Challenge, and then a new one, the Devil's Nose. Um, and we've also got our Ultramarathon Five Peaks, uh, which is in April, and the, um, the Trail Running Championships that uh, Cleveland. Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty full calendar. Um, I, I like that you've only got one ultra, and I think that it's great that you've got a lot of these sub-ultra distances, yep. which means it makes it more accessible to a lot of people, because a lot of people think, oh, if I'm going to get into trail running, I have to run 56 kilometres or whatever, and that can be incredibly overwhelming for the average person. The average Joe who's just done a half marathon and goes, oh, gee, I'd like to do a bit more, or do go on the trails, but then they, they actually, I guess Trail Running SA is like a, you know, the winter series is kind of like a, a logical step. It's a very easy way in. I think a lot of people have come from park run and from road races and they've, you know, they've dipped their feet in trails. 
when I was when I first went to a trial running, I think it was just a uh, not even a race, just a run. I sort of thought that I I might need to have a compass and know where to go and have all these skills. And when I got there, I realised that it's just normal people that just you know it's the same thing as running on the road, but you just on a trail and it's more fun. And it's fairly well marked. I mean, the race is definitely well marked. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we cater for for all age groups. Um, the this year now at Crawford we had a seven k course. Uh, right through to a 30, 33k. Um, uh, that, uh, that was my race director debut and the, the idea from that was to try to get families to come. We had camping night before uh, and trying to get some of the kids to, to run with their parents or, or walk and just get out there and, and see some nature and some trails. Yeah, no, that's, um, you touched on something interesting there. I mean, I love that you're, you're definitely a community-focused kind of group yep. and like, um, but I really like the idea that trailing is a, you guys sort of share around the race director duties. Um, and I, so just sort of tell us about that and sort of the motive behind that. Um, yeah, so we've got a committee that's currently, I think, 16 or 17 active committee members, which has grown a bit from last year. Um, we, we don't really have a, a hierarchy system, everyone's equal. Um, and basically people just have their roles. Um, which can stay the same from year to year, but, but we do tend to change things around as well. So uh, this year we introduced the assistant race directors, so they get to help the race director run the event, and then possibly next year step up to have a go at race director, rather than just being thrown in the deep end. So um, I think it's a good way to share the responsibility too. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I can't imagine how people that run the whole thing by themselves actually do it. It's a lot of work. Um, our, our trail says a very very well oiled machine. Yes. Uh, when I ran, when I race directed at Mount Crawford, a lot of the things that happen just happen naturally. The setup, the pack up, uh, people just know what to do. You don't really have to. It's almost like you don't need to do it. You don't need to be there. Just sort of overseeing it. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work before yeah. it all happens. Um, we've even got um, volunteer coordinators now, so I didn't have to worry about working out who's going to come and help. They did all that for me, and then I just sort of you know on the day. Sort of direct people to, to do various things, but, but yeah, everyone, everyone pitches in. There's not a whole lot of stress on on one or two people on the day. There's a lot of a lot of hands making it a lot easier. I think it's it's I mean it's good for so many reasons, but also because you have huge um, runner turnout. You, know, you have so many runners, and you know, and a lot of new runners. You know, people who are just stepping, who may not even have done a park run before, are doing going into the short course of your races. So yeah, it helps having those extra hands on deck, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, no, that's that's really cool. And I think it's definitely one of the things that people love about Trailing SA's events, you know, accessible um, and well-organised. Yeah. You guys, um, so you've got a few interesting events and would you say, so what race director events do you, like what events are you a race director for? Uh, myself, just Mount Crawford this year. I'll be doing it again next year. Um, I did look after the short 12k course at the Pike Peaks Ultra this year. Yep. And I'll do that again next year too. Um, so yeah, Mount Crawford was the main one that I did this year. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and um, that's a, would that be one of your flatter courses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely flatter. Um, most of the trails are fairly open, uh, wide, sort of fire, fire track through the forest. Yeah. Um, beautiful boardwalk at the end. Um, we had the whole Chalks campsite booked out uh, to, to 
to try to get people to, to say the night before. Um, and again, with the, the families, I wanted to try to attract more families. I was giving away t-shirts to kids that camped and ran the next day. Ah. Uh, that was something new that we tried, which I think went, went down pretty well. It's a beautiful campground there. I, yeah, I've never camped there, but I've been there a number of times, so yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, last year we had some pretty horrendous weather. The, the tents were collapsing and it was very, very wet and windy, so this year was much nicer. Yeah. Having some good weather, it was a, a really nice campfire. Really campfire the night before. Oh, nice. Um, would you, what, I suppose that's probably your favourite event because it's your, your event that you take care of, but if you could take your race director hat off as a runner, what's your favourite event out of those? Out of yeah, it's, it's tricky because I have favourite events that I have nothing to do with um, outside of Trailer Say, then I have my favourite events that I've run, you know, mainly as a runner in Trailer Say, and then the ones that I've been helping out more, and then the race yeah. director ones, so it's a bit different. But uh, I think Sturt Gorge is just one of the most amazing courses yeah, uh, right. in the state. It's just I feel like there's this hidden little place that people don't know about. You could be in another another world. It's just amazing. Lots yeah. of free crossings. And technical. Very technical. Mm. Um, Mount Misery is amazing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a climber, so I love all the climbs in Mount Misery. It's the steepest, isn't it? That one's got the most vert. Most, most vert. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I actually ran just the 8K this year. Which was quite refreshing because normally it's the you know, sixteen or twenty-four. So to get sort of six k's in and almost be the finish was quite, was quite good fun. Yeah, it's funny because you often hear there's there's people that you see who turn up to these events, like some of the faster guys even who go, who target the, the shorter events because they want to be specialists in that distance. And I think that, yeah. and I, I think it's really important to get away from the whole oh you're just doing the eight or you're just doing the the shorter but because they're a different beast that's how i see it yeah you know you've got to run faster you yeah. know essentially yeah i think with the, the way that our, our series point system works more and more people are pushing into the longer courses because we give them more points for doing so and we kind of re reward you for yeah going a bit harder a bit further but i mean it's also it's a, yeah it's a challenge you know human nature do you want to challenge yourself you know go further but um that's why we the term ultra yeah, come out, came out of things, you know. Yeah, I think a great thing about trail say is that you can start off at Cirque Gorge. It's got a six k or ten k. Six can't remember. Uh, certainly Mount Crawford with seven k. You can run and walk the short course. Anyone can go and do that. Um, the very very generous cut off pace. I think you're looking at about fourteen or fifteen minutes a kilometre. So anyone can do it. So enough and time to stop and take photos. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then you can step up to a to a you know a fourteen or sixteen k race, and then step up to a 20k race um, by the end of the season you've possibly come from being a, a non-runner to, to quite a good runner yeah and, and some skills on the trail absolutely I think and you're being surrounded by that community of runners I mean you inevitably learn and you know you learn like oh what gear to use or what not to use or you know yep. basically just very I mean we I think share information people share information at the finish line you know share their, yeah and yeah so just that race experience is really important i think and um you get i, I know a lot of people i've got a good friend of mine i won't mention her name because i haven't asked her permission to broadcast her name but mm -hmm. she's she was very unfit and she um she got into i think she signed up for the, what was the first event this year um Mount Misery. 
she I, I don't know if she did Mount Misery. Uh, she one of the ones earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. She had she couldn't run like a couple of kilometres, and she just was hooked straight away. She turned mm-hmm. up. Oh no, she went turned up to Sturt Gorge. That's yep. right, and loved it. Like was just like, and then she sort of got swept up in the whole thing of it. And so like now the expectation is that like. She's going to do it. And I think expectation is good sometimes. Just expect that you're going to do the event or what distance you're going to do, you know, yeah. rather than, well, can I do it? You know, and I like that attitude. And, and I think that's what <clears throat> the best thing about trail running is is that, that sense of community. And I guess... Yeah, people probably come from road running and certainly for me, and I think most people, a road race like a half marathon or a marathon is really all about the finish time. Uh, you're there to try to beat a PB. Uh, and I find I'm, I'm not really that interested in running a road marathon unless I'm going to get a PB or unless I can. With try running races, you just go out and have fun. You don't have to go fast. Every every course is different. You can't really compare two, two courses. And even with different years, the courses often change. So Well, like Eurovilla, for example. Yeah. You know. Mm. But just the, the temperature, the weather, there's all sorts of things that can change. Um, so it's really about getting in there and yeah, having a go, doing your best, uh, or just having fun. Uh, yeah. Lots of runners run our races without really trying to beat anything just go out there and enjoy themselves and it's such a great community to be a part of and it is um they like the, the length of the grass can be a factor and i know that from last month i know you were in it too and i'll mention it again and i've mentioned it a few times on the podcast about um hyson the most recent hyson yeah. and um that's a different kind of tra- i mean it's a that's a one of ben's ben hawking's events the ultra runners sa yeah um and it's one of the original ultras in South Australia, but it's very it's a very different kind of race, you know, because you're running a lot across all those paddocks and through farmland, and which can be it's difficult in its in its own sense, you know. Absolutely, that long grass was difficult. It's so much resistance running mm. through long grass that I remember running. I felt like I was running through like knee deep water, almost. Mm. You know, I could feel that resistance against my feet. Yeah, it was flat but quite slow. Yeah, you think. You look at the hills out in front of you and think, oh, I should be able to cruise across that. But it's all slow going, you yeah. know. Yeah, hard under, difficult underfoot because of the uneven terrain. But that's the nature of trail running. And mm. so, um, yeah. So moving on to uh, something that you've been... Um, I, I do want to ask you more about your, your own races, mm-hmm. but we'll come back to that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to say, you've organised something that's a bit unique and oh, you, you, you saw the brainchild behind something called the SA550. Yep. And I really like the idea of this. And so um, tell us a little little bit about what this is, SA550. Yeah, well, basically, um, the idea kind of came, I guess, from the fact that you know, I started trail running SA as the, as the series coordinator. So putting the five races together as a series, I've been doing that for a couple of years. Um, and there's all these different races in Adelaide uh, in South Australia, and I sort of just figured at some point that we all, in this running community, we all run the different races from the from different clubs. Um, we've got our Trail SA series, and there's the uh, Ultra SA, uh, Ultra Runners SA Summer Series. Um, and then I heard of this thing called the Fox Creek 200, which is Eurobilla and Heisen and Alpine Challenge, which is three different races, different organisations put together as a sort of a series. Uh, and I just thought, well, we could just do that here. We've got lots of ultra marathons in South Australia, so yeah. So I've just basically just um just picked the the five the five organisations that that had one this year, um, contacted each of them, 
and just said, look, let's put on this, uh, this series of five ultras uh, in one state. Um, just as a bit of fun, but also as a, a, I'm sort of calling it a celebration of, of the trail running community in South Australia um, and the fact that people don't really belong to one club like Trail SA, particularly we... Even if you're a member? No, I mean, people are a member of lots of clubs. Um, yeah. Lots of us ran Mirabilla this year. Uh, quite a few of us ran at the Federation Ultra Trail in uh, Murray Bridge. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of all about just the South Australian running community as a whole is a really special thing. So I really wanted to sort of promote that um, as us you know, all working together on something. Yeah. Um, I say it nearly every single week in the podcast that I think we've got the best trail running community in the country. We, we absolutely do. I've, I've been into state. I think state. it's the proximity of our, to the city. Yeah, and I think it's because the city is a big country town. Anyway, yeah. I went to UTA this year and did the usual just chat to everyone on the course and I was just quite amazed at the amount of people that completely ignored my my hellos. Um, the people I already spoke to were all from other states other than New South Wales, I found. Yeah. Um, and, and New Zealanders especially. You've come, you've gotten used to saying hello to people at events. Yeah. And then suddenly you go, yeah, you don't get the same love back. Yeah, that was probably part of it too. I yeah. think just, you know, you sort of realise how friendly it is here and everyone sort of knows everyone to a certain extent as well. Uh, and also it's just, uh, you know, um, often you see the same people at these ultras in SA. So I sort of thought, well, let's just take it up a step. Put yeah. A, put a series together. It's um, So going back to yeah, the series, so it's really interesting because so they're organised by different bodies yep. and um, they're all very different ultras too, aren't they? They've got very different sort of demands in terms of courses. Yeah. So, yeah. So what are, can you name the events again for me? And sort of, I'm curious, I don't know who organises all of them, like the one in Mount Gambia. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the first one is ours, um, Five Peaks, which is in April, run by Trail Running SA. It's 58 kilometres, isn't it? Uh, do you do it 56 yeah, or 58? 50 ish. Give or yeah. take? 50, uh, 58. Depending on who's watch you're looking at. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I think it ended up being closer to 56 this year, mm. uh, but we're, we're making a few changes to hopefully make it closer to 58. Um, probably, I'm going to say it's the hardest out of out of the bunch. A lot of steep, rocky climbs. Yeah, yeah. there's, I mean... We, we didn't try to make it easy. We caught it five peaks. We wanted to find some high bits to, to go and conquer. Um, so that's the first one, April. Uh, the next one is in June, which is the Tower Trail Run in Mount Gambia. Uh, 56K, that's a four loop, which uh, I haven't done that course yet, but the four loop course uh, running around the Blue Lake and Valley Lake. I uh, can't wait to get down there. I grew up in Mount Gambia, so I know the area well. Oh, okay, cool. Is it it's quite? I've heard it's quite beautiful around the. Oh, lake. absolutely, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Growing up there, I just didn't just took it for granted how how amazing it is. Yeah. I think everyone in Mount Gambia when they're a kid just wants to get out, but then you you realise when you get older that it is actually pretty special. It doesn't matter which country town you're from. Everyone has that attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just having <laughs> Mount Gambia is actually quite a good one. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's going to be great. Um, I'm really hoping to get a, a good crew from up here to go down there. I've, uh, I'll get to the next one, which is the uh, Federation Ultra in Murray Bridge. And then how long after um, Tower Trail run is that? So <coughs> he, let's see, June, August, I think. Yeah. I'll check the next date. I should know that. So we're looking at a month or two at the most. Yeah, a month yeah. or two. Yeah. Between them so far. Yeah. Yeah, he might be July, I can't remember. 
It wasn't that long ago, should be anyway. Um, so, so yeah, so Tower Run is run by Phil, um, who uh, has Reflection Fitness as his, uh, his as a, a gym, I believe it is. Um, Morgan Cool uh, from Maryland Multi Sport. Uh, he runs the Federation Australia. Yep. Uh, that was a 50k this year and a 25. Next year he's putting in a 62.5 and 75k option. Um, the SA 550 is based on 50k, 50K. races. So basically with the um, Federation Ultra you can do the 62 or the 75 and we'll just take an average pace to give you a 50k time. Right. Um, I've actually heard some, some murmurings on Facebook about there being a busload of people from Mount Gambia organising to go up to the Federation and vice versa. So. Oh, that's good. Which is kind of what I wanted to do. So was, the regional races supporting each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and us as well. Like I really want to get a bunch of people from Adelaide to go mm. down to these places. Um, yep. I did Federation this year and I just loved it. I love the I love the smaller the smaller events. Yeah. You get such a community vibe. Everyone ends up knowing everyone. Uh, and it's just so much fun. It's good to be on someone else's turf and sort of see how they do it as well, hey, like... Yeah. 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 And so then after Federation, what have you got? Uh, Yorubilla. Yep. Um, definitely the longest standing of the Ultras. I think that's its 13th or 14th year coming up. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Maybe 13th. Yeah. Mm. So very similar in Five Peaks in the fact that it basically starts where Five Peaks finishes and, and yeah. ends where Five Peaks starts. A lot of the course is similar. Mainly because there's there's this big trail called the Yorubilla Trail, which takes you, you know, from one point to the other. And it's, there's not a, a lot of other ways to get through. It's the um, I guess you'd call it like I always think of it as the spine of the Adelaide Hills. Absolutely, know? yeah. You know, it's an in, especially in proximity to the city. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's a, so it's the other end of the, the year, um, September, whereas Five Peaks is in April. You're going the other way. Um, and, and there's, there's some different bits. So the people that have run Eurobuilder a bunch of times can go to Five Peaks. And for and one thing, it's going to be completely different because you're facing the other way. Um, it's amazing how it does actually make a huge difference. It does make it very different. Yeah. 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 The views are different. different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then after that one, uh, Heisen, uh, the 105 race, but it's the, I believe it's going to be 55 k's this year, is the one that we're using. Um, so again, you can run the 105 and get an average pace over. 55k or you can do the 50 the, the or just do the 55 yeah so obviously if you're taking so with all of them are you going to take the average pace from the one to the not like how's it exactly going to work in terms of standings so it's cumulative it's a bit total time yeah um so with heisen because we we can't give you a 50k time without what's a 55k time without having an extra timing point there we just decided to go average pace so yeah we'll get your time for the 105 work out what that average is up to over 55 k's and that'll be your time so clearly if you're doing the 105 and you intend on doing well in the 550s you're going to have a slower yeah. unless you're a freak you're going to, you're going to burn out at, at 56 k's and have a horrible finish to the race yeah uh, so i see what you mean yeah interesting and so along the way in the, throughout the, the those few months of those all those races those yep. five races is it like people with people have sort of signed up for it are they going to be able to keep track of where their rankings are? Are you going to do like a sort of, um, or is it something that's all going to be revealed at the very end? Oh, or? no, no. We'll definitely have, um, we'll definitely, you know, I think obviously after Eurovilla, there'll be 
between three and five hundred people that are technically in the series. You don't actually have to enter the series. You've just got to do the races. Yeah. Um, we figure that anyone that decides to run all five wants to be in the series. Otherwise, I don't know why you, most people question why you would do some, such a thing. It's a, it's a fair undertaking. Like, I mean, even people go, oh, it's only 50. But it's, it's 50 kilometres. They're all ultras. Yeah. And they're all pretty challenging in their and own right. And there's five of them. Yeah. In, and there's not a huge downtime between them. No. Like, yeah. No. So basically, I, mean, I did a few of them this year. Certainly did Mirabilla and then followed up with Heisen. And basically, you, you run your long, your ultra, you've got a couple of weeks of recovery, and then you're into taper for the next one. So yeah. you don't really get to train, which is another thing that people got to work out how to actually train for these things. Um, we might work out a few, get some coaches to give a few tips on how you might actually go about doing all five without falling asleep. Going for some longevity in terms of um, making it to the last race, making it to yeah. the end of the last race. I'd suggest that five A races isn't going to work. You might have to pick one to really focus on and the others might be just long training runs. It's funny because we're coming up, we're in November, we're coming up to the end of the year and a lot of people like to put on Facebook, they like to publish their uh, their itinerary for the following year, races that they want to do. And yep. I've seen a number of people have already put the 550 series on there and but they've also included other ultras and I'm, I mean, I take my hat off to them. But Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm a bit... I'm a bit of a less is more kind of runner these days. Like, mm -hmm. I don't do as many races, but I, I think, um, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> well, it just happens that there is a break uh, in May, uh, and there's a race called UTA, which happens to fit in May. So just a little race. In <laughs> yeah, that was sort of maybe a little bit deliberate. Yeah, you, you can still run UTA and and fit in the, the 550 odd series. Well, that's UTA is before all of them start. No, no, no after, after. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So so, so five peaks in April was. A little bit of reason what happened in April was because it's exactly four weeks before UTA, so it's a good training run if you want to do the 100k UTA. Uh, so you still can do yeah. both and then come back and, and do another four races in the next five months. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. I, I really think, and I, I, look, I'm not trying to tell you how to do it, but I think it would be awesome is if you could have a running table of, of, of like the cumulative time. Yeah. yeah I know it would be tricky, but I just I can just imagine the banter that would go on. And uh, I mean, because we, we have got such a fun community of runners here in Adelaide, yeah, I just think it's good. And I, I, I'm a big believer in a bit of friendly competition as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, let's push each other a little bit. And yeah. no, you know, certainly there'll I be people that's... at the pointy end who are really trying to win. Yeah. 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 We really have had no idea when this first came about. Um, I'm pretty sure the, the first guess was that 10 people would finish. Uh, that's what we've sort of based the numbers on, but we really don't know. I know there's a lot more than that talking about it, but whether they actually, actually all turn up to all five races or not. I think uh, uh, Tower Trail Run's going to be interesting because uh, I believe there was, I think, 20 or 30 runners in the Ultra this year. It was its first run, uh, and Federation was at its first run as well, So and yeah. Five Peaks. So three of the Ultras are new in 2018. It's going to be interesting to see how many people rock up to, um, to Tower yeah. in 2019. Um, there might be some like, some big busloads of city people. Well, it's good for the good for the little race then out in the boot out, you know. Yeah. Now Gambia, I guess that's again, you know, like you're helping them, and I guess numbers are important. I just saw uh, there's there's a the big red run up in Queensland, uh, in, in sorry, in the outback, which yeah. just recently cancelled. Yeah. It's finished now because I mean it's expensive to put on and it's expensive to enter, and just the numbers weren't there, and so. 
race is dying if the numbers aren't there. And so yeah. I think it's important to take care of each other. And um, yeah, so that, that's awesome. I think what you're doing. Have you got a Facebook page for it or at the moment? You yeah, yeah. yeah? Um, yep, SA550. Uh, you can find it on Facebook. Um, just search SA5, then F-I-V-E 50. Yep. And it should come up. Keep up with some updates and whatnot. And I guess we can call you a race director, a race, a series director. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a sense, because they've all got their own race directors. Yeah, we're, yeah. There's nothing actually new happening other than these things are being linked together as a series. Is um, there going to be a prize? Any prizes? There's, there's going to be prizes. Uh, finishers will get a ceramic handmade medal uh, made by Sterling. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, they, the Sterling and Jen make your um, medals for trail running SA. Is that yeah? Right? They did the series. Yeah. The series winners this year. Yeah. Uh, and there'll be a trophy. A similar like a, a plate style trophy mm. um, for the first male and female, or sorry, the, the, the quickest male and female. But you're not going to do it like um, like as detailed like age categories and all that. No, no, it's just going to be overall first male and female. Yeah. And just every finisher will get a medal as well. Oh, awesome! Oh, that's an, that's a good incentive. And there's, in no, there's no yeah. fee to enter. Basically, if you've run all the races, you're in. Yeah. Uh, so there's no actual extra cost. Uh, yeah. Other than perhaps um, you know relationships. Might, might be put under a pressure if you're running five ultras in a year potentially, but yeah, no monetary cost to enter. Um, other than the fact that the race entries themselves, you know, yeah, um, yeah, we yeah. think that's enough. Yeah, it is. I see what you mean. Um, no, it's it's so awesome. You're yeah, actually talking about it. It's actually made me think maybe I'd like to give it a crack. But I would. I um, I have to have a, like you say. I have to have a talk to my wife and see if she is on board. We should definitely give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to actually run it? Um, it? I'd like to, but I can't um, because I'm I'm race director for the 12k and 8k at Five Peaks. Ah. Uh, I also kind of sort of didn't want to do it because the other the other we, we were all working together on this myself um, Ben from uh, Heisen, um, Philip Gambier and Morgan in Murraybridge, and then Jane who's looking after you know representing Sark. Um, None of the others can really run it because they're race directors as well. So I thought it'd be unfair if I did it. And then people might sort of think that maybe I just did this whole thing so I could run it. And I know it would look terrible if you won. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'd win. But but maybe maybe uh, twenty twenty I might might, have, might want to give it a go. Yeah, I I think there'll be a good uptake from it. I think you'll have a lot of people who are. I've already heard a lot of conversation about it and people are excited. It's like. It's another challenge, and that's what people like in this community like. What's yeah. the next challenge? And it's something different. I don't. It's definitely yeah. not been done here with different organisations working together on something. And that's something I really wanted to push with this. Is um, I'm not just doing this myself. I've, I've engaged the other the other guys, and we make all the decisions um, together. Uh, I didn't come up with the name SA550. Someone else did. I can't remember who it was, but uh, so yeah, it's definitely a group collaboration. Um, so I think that's really special uh, for me. I, to be able to work with other clubs mm. together in this same community. And I'm not even sure if it's been done interstate either. I haven't, haven't heard of such a thing. Yeah. I think it's really interesting too, like when you said how you can't have every race as your A race, but you might go, look, I'm, you might have a certain strengths that you can go, you might go, look, I'm a really good climber, so I'm not going to, so the flatter races or the, like, um, what's the flat one? Federation's pretty flat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So you might go, okay, I'm gonna just cruise on that one, not go too hard, really push myself on Five Peaks and Eurobilla, you know, the ones that have got more climbing, if that's your strength, or vice versa. So, I mean, I guess there's a lot of different tactics you could use. And, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, it, is, it could just be a battle of, 
attrition <laughs> more than anything to get get from the start of the first race to the end of the last race yeah yeah i mean well, we, we sort of originally thought it might be a bit of a barclays marathon thing where no one finishes it for the first year or two but well there you go i think there's enough interest now that people will um how would you feel if no one finishes every single race would you feel a certain sense of satisfaction uh, maybe no i'd be disappointed i i hope that some people mm. i think there's definitely people out there that, that can do it there's lots of people that have run five or more races this year so what's that guy laz he he always gets really happy when the, when the race wins you know yeah. when when um when no one finishes it's like his little that's what he's always sort of aiming for but he, he designs a race he designs that race in order for people in order to fail he wants yeah. you, he, he wants there to be very little chance of success which is, I guess, not what we're going for in this community, you know. Like, but I mean, it's still hard. It's over. You're gonna the cumulative distance, racing distance of over two hundred and fifty kilometers. Yeah, you about two seventy, I think. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, you can go and do a miler and have one hundred sixty k's. That's a very, very tough thing to do. But it's it's hard to back it up month after month as well. It's not just one big thing and yeah. it's done. You've actually got to keep coming out and you've got to get to these other places and do the whole thing. Yeah, and I think there's a psychological aspect of to recovering from races as well, and it's really it's, I don't know. You said you've raced a fair bit this year, and I yeah. mean I find that if I'm not a hundred percent mentally fit, I have a lot of trouble um, finishing a race. You know, like yeah. you've got to be really wanting to do it. Yeah. Well, this year I found because I have so many races that I wanted to do, a lot of them became just going out there and doing it races. And I think this series is going to be a bit like that too. There's people that, that might have run, say, Urubilla before and, and weren't going to do it, but they'll do it because it's part of the series and just go and enjoy it and, and do it at an easy pace. And they might find it's a completely different experience, not actually trying to run hard through every race. Yeah. Because you do have to get to the finish line of each one. Yeah. No, it's cool. Get your little tiny medal. No, it's, um, enjoy the process not the finish line yeah <laughs> yeah um trail running is definitely about that it's becoming certainly for me more and more about just being out there and being part of it and just enjoying the, the people in the trails and the atmosphere yeah no it's awesome i'm very um excited to see how it goes so yeah put in your put in your diaries starting next year the yep. first time ever yep, it's sa 550 yeah it's an annual series so april 2019 is the first one Mm. Um, I'm actually curious to find out who is the first person to finish all of the races, but not necessarily in the first year, because obviously Eurobilla and Iceland have been around for a long time. Um, no one did both uh, Power and Federation last year, so I'm assuming that one of the Federation Ultra guys might end up having having done all five races at, at Federation this year. Okay. Not within the same calendar year, so we might give them a bit of a a shout out to the first person to actually have done all five races yeah yeah oh that's really interesting yeah no it's it, look it's great and i think again it's another it's, it's an opportunity to travel you know and see parts of the state every i mean even though the, the bulk of them are close to adelaide but you've still got those the murray bridge bit, bit out of the city and then yeah. you've got um well heisen's down south and um and of course now gambia's further south yeah, yeah. Um, no, so that's good. No, I'm looking forward to it. So stay tuned. So I want to move on a bit now and ask you a few questions because you have obviously sort of building on what we've just talked about, 
And um, I see you're, you're looking over at my notes. Um, but no, it's fine. It, um, I, I want you to think about like what makes a good race. Like you've done a few races and I know you've travelled a bit to races and stuff. Yep. And not so much like a good race as in how fast did you run it, but like what would a, a good race look like to you in terms of from a just like from maximum in, in enjoyment? Like if you could, if you had... There was no budget issues. If you could just go right, I'm going to organise the dream race. Yeah, okay. Tough question because um, I like different things about different races. So UTA this year was amazing. That just the number of people, the size of the event. Um, it's an awesome, an amazing course as well. Uh, I love that about UTA. I want to go over and do UTMB because it's just such a huge, phenomenal thing. Um, the, just the amount of stuff that's there and the people. So and, the organisation? Yeah, just the amount of, just, you know, it's like a big festival thing. But at the same time, um, I ran the Cedar Summit at uh, Melrose, put on by In the Flinders this year. I think they had 18 entrants, and that was one of my favourite runs because it's just such a low-key community thing and it's a real camaraderie. You sort of know everyone on course, and then, you know, there's a, there's a bonfire at the end and... Every single person that comes through gets a huge cheer. Yeah. And, you're, and you've travelled, like I love travelling to these little places. Um, so it depends. I, I think personally the community uh, and you know, the, the, the support about the race is the most important thing. So if I was going to have um, my ultimate race, it would be in a, a small town with some amazing, really hard cliffs and awesome terrain. But the whole town would be part of this race, so cool. you might only ha you might have you know, three or five hundred people there, maybe more. But it would be all about the, the community being behind it and everyone could get have, involved. Having a good vibe, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I want to have every runner, you know, want to talk to all the other runners, and I want to know everyone by name at the end of this mm. race. So yeah, like so. Um, as far as course goes, you want something that's challenging as well. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. You need to have waist deep creek crossing. <laughs> um, Boats are good. I haven't had yeah. a boat experience like yet. Like in Western States or something. Um, ropes. Yep. I, I believe there's a little boat at the Tarawera Marla this year. Yeah. I uh, would like to do that. Um, ladders at UTA are great. Uh, so, yeah, some obstacles. Um, definitely mud. Uh, lots of lots of trees, lots of rocks, animals. And um, at, uh, I did, when I did Buffalo, um, the Buffalo Stampede this year, at the very top of Mount Buffalo, you go across the, you run across basically the plateau for yeah. a few several kilometres, and it's very rocky and it's quite uh, difficult to run across. And then you actually go through these tunnels. Yeah. They're, they're called. It's called the, the galleries. The, yeah. oh, I think it's called the Chorwell Galleries. You probably I can't remember if that's exactly right, but it's really cool. Like you actually have to crawl through these tunnels, and it's just basically these huge boulders that have fallen together to create it, and like. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, and it makes it was something to look forward to. It's about the halfway point of the race. Yeah. So you're really looking forward. You know they're coming up and you can't wait to get there. And you go through the tunnels and it, it's slow going. Like, there's no running. It's yeah. one person at a time, like crawling and climbing down these rocks and up at more rocks. And yeah, it's awesome. Fun. Yeah, we had the tunnel at Five Peaks in Belair this year. Um, I was just responsible for that. And I probably put more effort into making that tunnel fun than anything else. Uh, on that day in the lead up, uh, we had music and fairy lights and oh, cool. uh, all sorts of fun stuff. The one that echoed the echo tunnel. Yeah, echo tunnel. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that, at least you can run through that. 
Yeah, yeah you can run through it. We have the yeah. sensor lights that Pamela's run past and fairy lights. And, oh, cool. Um, no, that's excellent. So, um, and cowbells too. We need lots of cowbells at all the aid stations and everywhere. Oh, I love a cowbell. I do. And when you're running, as you know, when you hear that cowbell off in the distance, it's such a good feeling. Yeah, you know yeah. something's coming up. Yeah, and especially if you're having a low point. I, um, as you know, we both, cause we both did Hyson this year. Yep. Coming to checkpoint four, um, what's that, is that 77 kilometres or something, I was, in, I was feeling a bit low and not very, you know, not really into it. And then about 50 metres from the check, on oh, no, about 100 metres from the checkpoint, my buddy runner came running out to meet me, yeah. which was um, Ina. Yeah, yeah. And then um, that, that was good. And then as we came into the checkpoint, probably almost 100 people there. It was just the atmosphere was fantastic. And, you know, like um, just the cow, and I could hear the cowbells and seriously lifted my spirits. Like yeah. aid stations are the best, yeah. you know, and you're not, it's not just about the food and the drink. It's the people, and the, and the, especially when you're feeling low, I love it. Yeah, I guess the other thing about a race, my ultimate race, I have to have gone over there with a big bunch of people too. We've got to be in a big house with lots of people. Um, Wonderland run this year was amazing because we had a good, I think about 14 in the house. Oh, wow. Uh, so the finish line, every time someone finished, they would add to our little crowd of cheering. And we had the, the cat heads that were running around. Um, They're big. heads of, you know, big heads on people that were like that. <laughs> uh, so our finish line was about 150 metres before the finish and I think a lot of runners got to there and thought that was the finish because there was so much commotion out of our little spot. Oh wow. So that sort of made the race for us I think everywhere we went there was lots of noise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, love it. So uh, you're, um, what's your favourite, I mean you've sort of painted a picture of your favourite race, I tend to agree. I know over in the States they're big on creating a party vibe at the finish line like yeah. with, um because trail running is obviously quite big in America, and um, yeah, they'll have bands. There'll be a lot of drinking and things like that. Like I know there's some races where they, with your entry, you get beer vouchers yeah, to, yeah. To, to so you can have a drink at the finish line, mm-hmm. and that's all well and good if you're a drinker, that's fine. But I mean, how do you feel about that kind of stuff at the finish line? Having a good oh yeah finish line absolutely vibe? yeah great um yep. Uh, we don't get many people drinking after races here, but I think just... Um, it's a very... Yeah, I, I can't stomach the idea of it. But anyway. Certainly the idea of all the runners hanging around at the end and, and cheering everyone through. And, you know, the, the longer you go through the day, the more people there are at the finish. That's what I'd sort of want to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, so uh, keeping that in mind, so you sort of created this, the ideal perfect race. Yep. What, would, what is the best race you feel like you've done up until this point? In terms of all those criteria, um, good question. UTA was was great. Uh, there was just such a good atmosphere about the place. It's it's a, it's a big thing. It's a big thing to drive over or to fly over for. Uh, big you know big expo the day before. It just feels like you're part of this, of a big thing. So I guess that's probably one of my favourites. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I really enjoyed Federation and. Uh, and the tower, which is the polar opposite. Yeah, the, yeah, the Cedar Summit, those two, mm. uh, just yeah, for being the opposite, for being more than the community. Yeah. Oh, cool. But I mean, something like UTA. I mean, obviously, it's an expensive race to enter, and it's a challenging race. So therefore, it almost it has to be your A race in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. You have to go into it really well prepared, so you've got all that anticipation. Yep. Yeah. No. That, that, it, yeah. There's, there's, there's good and bad things about it. I certainly would 
would like to know more people on course um, than that. But it was still really enjoyable. Yeah. The terrain was amazing. And yeah, the, beautiful scenery. The aid station was amazing. So many people. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, um, that's, that's a really good description. Um, all right, so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to jump to a part, and if you've listened to any ep- of my episodes of the podcast, you'll know what I'm about to ask you, and it is the part that I call the Fast Five. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. That's right. And yep. I, um, I do have it written down now. I did lose my diary for a few weeks there, but I found it packed away somewhere where I would never forget it, and I forgot it, of course. Um, so, um, right, the fast five. Mm-hmm. Now, you probably have a bit of an idea about what the questions are, so we'll just jump into it. Question one, what is your favourite running film or documentary? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but the, the one on the Barclay Marathons. Uh, the Race That Eats It's Young. It's the other one. The one there was, I think there's two, two versions of it. Um, I've got a feeling it's the other one. There's one that came out recently. It was released by um, the Ginger Runner about Gary Robbins' failure. No, then... it was it was one of the earlier ones. I think oh. it was on Netflix. Oh. But I'm not sure if it's the race it's the or not. Yeah. It's the same kind of vibe. Yeah. Would you, would you ever, was that something you would ever even want to do? Absolutely, could... yeah. Really? I'd love to do it. Even if you knew you could only do a lap? Um, yeah, that'd be disappointing to only do one lap. When you've got like some of the best runners in the world who struggle to get through like three laps, and a fun run would be great. Three laps, I'd be stoked. Yeah, that's still like a hundred kilometers with ridiculous amounts of elevation. If they're going yeah. on, they say it's about twenty miles per lap, but it changes. Mm. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. A, wouldn't expect to finish it. Uh, fun run would be three laps would be amazing. Yeah, no, it's cool. Start exploring. You seem like a person. You you got to figure out how to enter though. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that sort of feeds in nicely to the next question, which is, um, what is your dream race or bucket list race? Uh, the big one for me is UTMB. Um, probably a couple of years off still. I'm looking at maybe if I seeing if I can get over to CCC next year. Which is like a hundred k version, isn't yeah, it? The, yeah, the the short the short only a hundred k, and I don't know, it's like seven or eight thousand meter elevation gain version. Um, but still, but you're in, part of that whole festival. Yeah, finishes yeah. at the same place. You're still you're still running through three countries. Amazing scenery, uh, amazing vibe. It it sort of to me looks like the the Tour de France of trail running. Yeah, and it's so well here. it's so well documented now in terms of coverage, which I love about about you can like there's so many good videos and it's every year there's more um, footage. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm loving it. It's almost. It, I've always liked watching um, road marathons, but yep. because they're easy to film. But trail races are hard to film, you know. And um, actually, before we carry on, that's something that I really love about what Trail Running SA does: mm-hmm. is every event, you guys make do a lot of filming and make these great videos yeah. and and share them on social media. And I think it's so good. It really showcases the event. Yep. And I, I would love as a someone who's not involved in the committee, but just a lover of what you do, I'd love to see that expand a bit. Maybe within some, UTMB? No, within, within Trail Running SA. Yeah, okay. I'd love to see like a documentary made about you about what you have done. Okay. That, I'm, that yeah, I know. Just just planting some seeds, yeah, yeah, uh, some sure. ideas there. Anyway, because I, th- I, I think it looks they look really cool, with all the footage and the drone footage. and but Yeah, Yeah, I think, uh, did you see... Um, what Toby did at 
That uh, Devil's Nose this year? No. Oh, you missed it. You should check it out. He, um, Toby the physio, he just set up a camera and I think it was called um, Toby's uh, Silly Running video or something and he made everyone just, just run, run crazy and silly and then uh, put it all together and, and played it fast with, with sound still. So it was you know, chipmunk voices and people just doing crazy silly stuff. And oh, it was that's, amazing. that's I just, good. I, couldn't, I had to watch it about four times. It was so funny. Yeah, see, that stuff's great. And I think all these little ideas, yep. put them all together and make, make something um, even bigger. But it's awesome. Keep it up. Yep. Sorry, back to the questions. So UTM, oh, it's UTMB or CCC for yep. you. Uh, your question three is, what is your favourite post-race treat? Uh, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Yep. Good one. First time someone said that to me. And um, ginger beer. Oh, ginger beer. That reminds me, I have to say it on air, but at Checkpoint 4 in Hyson this year, oh, yeah. you gave me, you handed me half a ginger beer. Half and a ginger beer. It was well, I, I, something I usually always include, and I didn't have it, and when you handed it to me, I think I did tell you that I loved you. I've got to say, Sam, like I, I had this half drunk ginger beer. I've already had quite a lot of um, Powerade and just people feeding me all this stuff to try to get my salt levels back up, and I've been a bit flat, but I couldn't get the ginger beer down. And I was just going to chuck it away, and I thought, oh, well, maybe Dan will want this. It's, you want a half a ginger beer? And I just couldn't believe the response. It was just like it's like Christmas. You, you're so happy to see Mate, this half ginger beer. You, you're like, you basically picked my favourite thing, yeah. and you gave it to me. Like, that was like, that's my single favourite race food, and you gave it to me. It was, yeah. And it was perfectly timed. And it was cold as well. Oh, it was golden. Anyway, <laughs> question four. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll ask it anyway. Roads versus trails. Oh, trails. Trails, 100%. Yeah. Yep. And question five is the big philosophical one. Um, finish this sentence. Running gives me... Um, uh, a, a sense of well-being, I think, over and above everything else. It's kind of everything. It makes you feel good. Awesome answer. Yeah. All right, so Steve, yep. it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And I think we'll um, um, looking forward to seeing your five race series, your um, SA five fifty, SA five fifty in the, in two thousand nineteen. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's even even a little bit interested, have a look around and and maybe research the events, the various events, see what you're actually capable of. Yeah, and and buy a shirt. We've got some t-shirts for sale now. <laughs> Um, well, if you buy a shirt, then you have to run it. Yeah, and that's how we're going to pay for the medals, so we need people to buy some shirts. Uh, and where do people buy those shirts? Um, if you go to the Facebook page, there's a link to the online store. Uh, so buy a shirt. Everyone loves a running shirt, and why not? You know, you've got to, got to wear clothes. You don't have to run all five races to wear the shirt. You just have to like the idea. There you go. From the man himself. Okay, thank you very much, Steve. Take care. Good luck with your running. See you, mate. Bye. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode 23 um, featuring the one and only Steve Burdett. I really did. And um, I think I'm pretty keen to do this five ultra series now, um, SA5 Ultras. Um, if you're interested in it, you should definitely go and check out the Facebook page, SA5 Ultras. Oh, sorry, SA5 Ultra Series. Um, Facebook is where it's at. Um, there's no sign-up, as Steve said, 
but you can get information on the page about what's going to what's going to happen, and it looks like an interesting challenge for SA trail runners. And um, of course, don't forget about the other trail running SA events that are coming up next year, including Five Peaks and all their amazing Winter Series race. And don't forget about the up and coming Ultra Runners SA. Uh, summer trail series is coming up very soon with the first race at Anstey's Hill. Should be very exciting. Um, just one more thing before I go. Don't forget, I've got the special deal on Infinite Nutrition. You can get 10% off if you go to their webpage and you put in the code DRU and you'll get your 10% off. And it's a pretty awesome product and it will help you in your next race if you want. And if you're not sure about what to do, you can contact them and they'll get you in touch with a nutritionist. A nutritionist? Yeah, that sounds better. Um, yeah, so uh, give it a go. All right, thanks for listening and uh, see you next week. I am the god of hellfire and I bring you fire.